Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. We are looking at these 10 features that are content of the image of God in his man, in his woman. And now when we finish the other time we were on number five, we are looking at man's free capacity to make rational choices. So what we want to do today by the grace of God is to finish this number five and hopefully by the grace of God move on to the number six. We are looking at this image of God in man, the content of this image. We've seen what it is not. We've tried to separate what it is from what it is not, and we're now going through these 10 features. We said these 10 features are not exhaustive. They're just the 10 features that have come across from the resources that I'm using at the moment, praise the Lord. And we said this image of God in man is the image that makes man to be able to have fellowship with God and separate him from the rest of the animal. So let's go through the 10 features once again, like we've been through before. His capacity to speak. Number two is capacity to write. Number three is creativity. Hum- number four, humanity's gift of reasoning. And number five, which is where we are now, humanity's free will capacity to make rational choices. And number six, our ability to choose between right and wrong. Number seven, humanity's, the fact that humanity possesses conscience. Number eight, the fact that humanity can experience heartfelt emotion. Number nine, the inherent, inherent religious inclination that humanity have and our desire and ability to worship. And last but not the least, number 10, the fact that humanity possesses an immortal soul. So these are the 10 features. Again, like I said, we are on number five, humanity's free will, capacity to make rational decision. So let's read. We're going to read Psalm 135 verse 6 and we're going to read it from King James Version and Contemporary English Version. King James, whatsoever the Lord pleased that it did in heaven and in earth, in the sea and all the places. Let's read it from CEV. He does what he chooses in heaven and on earth and deep in the earth. He does what he chooses. You know, we are talking about choice here. And we are talking about our, and this is very, very important that we understand the way we are talking about here, is our free will capacity to make rational choices. Because number six and number seven are going to build upon it. It is that that factor of our free will, the capacity God has given us, the free will God has given us to be able to make rational choices. And that is what we are dealing with. And we saw that it is clear that the the God that is revealed to us from the pages of the Bible is the God that makes choices. God makes decisions. Okay, in Acts chapter 13 and Acts chapter 22, the Bible says God chooses Israel. God chooses our Father. In John chapter 15, the Bible says God chose the church and ordained us. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 3 and 4, the Bible says that we were chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says we are chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And we've been through this before. So the God that is revealed to us on the pages of the Bible is a God that 
make decisions. It's a God that chooses. And the Bible is a book that tells us about the plan and the purpose of God, his person, his plan, and his purpose. And we, as humanity, we are created in the image of God. And as one created in the image of God, God created us to be volitional creatures, to be free moral agents. God chose us with the capacity to choose, the capacity to choose our own destiny. Joshua chapter 24, we read last time, Joshua was talking to the people. And finally, Joshua said in verse 15, he said, choose you this day whom you will serve. And he completed that charge by saying that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's not a matter of staying in the middle. If you don't make a choice, your lack of choice is a choice. Okay, we have to make a decision. And Samuel did the same thing with the children of Israel when they came to him and asked for a king. They chose that. It was totally against the purpose and the plan of God for their life. And Samuel went to God in 1 Samuel chapter 8. God told him, for they have not rejected you. By their choices, they rejected God. God said, they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me that I should reign over them. So this is why it is very, very important the way we use our this capacity, this free will capacity that God has given us to make choices. And where we ended up the other time was to say, listen, God has given us this choice. Even with our choice, we can reject him. But we need to understand that we will be responsible for the choices that we make. We'll be responsible for the choices that you and I make. If we choose to reject him, then we will face the consequences of that. If we choose to accept him, then we will experience the reward of that. God has created us as free moral agent. God will not force his will on us, but we need to understand it's a great responsibility that God has given us because we are created in his image, but then we will face the consequences of the choices that we make. In fact, our experience today is as a direct result of the consequences of the choices that we have made or other people have made for us. Maybe our parents, maybe our leaders, we are product of the choices that we have made. And unfortunately, other people's choices do affect our life. Galatians chapter 6 from verses 7 to 9, I will just read verse 7. It says, For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Whatever a woman sows, that shall he also reap. Let's read from the second book for Corinthians chapter 5. And we read from both King James and CEB, Common English Bible. Second Corinthians chapter 5, and we are going to read verse 9 to 11, verses 9 to 11. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of, of him. For we must not we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Common English Bible. So our goal is to be acceptable to him. Whether we are at home or away from home, we all, and this is important, we all must appear before Christ in court so that each person can pay back for the things that were done while in the body, whether they were good or bad. Yes, you and I, we have, we are free to make our choices. But the fact is that we will give an account. We will stand before God. We'll stand before Christ. He said in court, we will be there to give a report, to give an account 
of those things that we have done in the body, whether they be good or bad. All these images, all these futures, all these capacity that God has given us, how have we employed it? Okay. Now, unlike human humanity, animals react to their environment and they are guided by instinct. You know, we always try to contrast humanity with animals because animals were not created in the image of God. Therefore, they don't have a relationship with God like we humans have. So animals react to their environment and are guided by instinct, unlike humanity, that we have the free will, the free capacity to make choices, okay? And you see, we, we have various animals that take various steps and action throughout the year in various seasons purely by inbuilt instinct. I mean, we have animals that we take journeys, you know, miles and miles and miles of journey during either winter or summer. And a lot of this, you know, um, journey they make, migration they make, is for their survival. But a lot of this activity they do are by instinct. Some animals ha have invisible, accurate radar that protect them. They can identify and adapt to season. We have animals, for example, bat that is blind. You see, some people say, <laughs> you know, blind as bat. But they have radars. They use radars that actually allow them to be able to perceive their environment. We have animals that will sleep throughout a, throughout a season and they will wake up in another season. We have animals that will collect food for another se for, for a coming season. But a whole lot of what these animals do, they do all these things by instinct. They are instinct for survival. They are built-in instinct that God has put into them so that they can be able to interact with the environment and so that they can be able to survive and out, and propagate their you know their their species but animals do not act by premeditated choices like human beings they don't premeditate they don't they don't premeditate their choices they act purely by instinct because animals do not act by premeditated choices animals do not sin Okay, sin is not accounted to animals because they don't premeditate and make choices. They just act by instinct. And that is very, very important. But we sin because we make choices. And because we are given that capacity to make choices, we will be held responsible for the choices that we make. And the Bible seems to suggest that children, before they come to to the age of accountability, they are not held responsible for their, for their action. Now, we need to understand this, that children, no matter their age, they are not innocent, okay? Children are not innocent because we all are born insane. I mean, children will do very naughty things. Children will do very wicked things, but they are not doing it because they are premeditating it. Okay, so we talk about the age of accountability. So the Bible definitely suggests that children have that period of grace, if we can call it that way, where they are purely, where they are not held accountable for their action because they are purely acting by instinct. Now, they are not innocent. Now, they are not sinless. But the fact is that they are not held accountable. And we can see that there's that period when children don't possess the ability to make a decision for themselves, to premeditate their action. And obviously, they cannot make a decision either for 
or against Christ. But a time will come when a child will pass that age of accountability, when he or she is capable of making decisions, when he or she can be held responsible for his or her action. And obviously, when he or she actually have the capacity to either accept Jesus Christ as his or our Lord and Savior or not. Somebody may ask and say, what is that age? I don't know. God knows. But just like animals, we don't hold a two-month-old, a three-month-old. I mean, a two-month-old, three-month-old can say things or do things, and we try to correct them, obviously, because we know they are not sinless. We try to correct them. We try to teach them in the right way because sometimes they act by instinct. Sometimes they repeat things because they've seen it. They, they are not thinking. They, they are not meditating these things. But we try to teach them. We try to train them. But we don't hold their action against them. But an age will come when we begin to hold their action against them, when we begin to hold them responsible, and we should hold them responsible from that age so that they can grow to be righteous, so that they can grow to be good children, so that they can grow to be good citizens. They will not be terrorists to the environment. They will not be terrorists to the neighborhood. They will be, and that is what the Bible called training. So yes, God has given us this capacity as human. And the animals doesn't have capacity, such capacity. And this is one of the image of God in man. Let's look at Romans chapter 1, verse 20. The Bible says that for the invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Romans chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. For when the Gentiles, which have not the Lord, do by nature... The things that are in the law, I law unto themselves. We show the work of the law written in their heart. Their conscience also bearing witness and they are taught the means while accusing or as excusing them. Now I'm going to come back to that Romans chapter 2 in our next features. But let me focus on the Romans chapter 1. And the, the, the Romans chapter 2 is keying us into the next feature. So I will stay back from that. Romans chapter 1 says that, look, Nobody is with excuse because everybody can look around. As long as you are not a child before the age of accountability, all of us can look around and actually see that the creation around us, the Bible says that the invisible things of God is clearly seen and understood by those things around us. Nobody will reject Jesus Christ for lack of reason. Anybody that rejects Jesus Christ will have to do it by choice. And obviously, anybody that accepts Jesus Christ will have to do it by choice. And what I'm saying here, essentially, is that we all will be held responsible. I will be held responsible. You will be held responsible by your action when we stand before Jesus Christ in the court of God. So why are there so much evil, pain, and suffering in our world today? is because of evil action that emanate from wrong and evil decisions that are made by individual or group of people, by nations, by our leaders. That is what is responsible for the evil that we see all around us today. Again, 
our world university, our government, they are full of wicked ideologies. We have wicked people making wicked decisions. But also we need righteous people to be in place of authority, to be able to make righteous decisions. Okay, and, and this is why it is important for us, wherever and wherever God has positioned us, to be a light and to be a salt, to be able to make righteous choices and to be able to live righteous life and live as light and salt where God has put us. Because that is how we are going to be a light to the world and a salt to the earth. So when we look at the evils and the sufferings and the pain around us, don't say if, if there is God, no. That is not the, you know, that is not God doing that. The reason why we have all this darkness and evil around us, essentially the reason for that is because people are making evil action. It's because people are taking wrong step. It's because people essentially are not listening to God. And this is very, very important. It is all these actions, our choices, because we are free will and God is not going to force his purpose and his will upon any one of us. At the end of the day, this is the reason why the Bible says that we have to renew our mind. This is the reason as Christians that we have to be instructed, we have to be equipped, we have to be taught how to make critical decisions. You know, we, we, we did talk about that last, last time. We are living in a world now where we are being told not to think. But this is why as ministers, as churches, we have to teach our people, we have to train them on how to think. How do we think? How do we think as mature beings, as mature people? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we need to understand that, that unlike other creatures that act purely on instinct, human beings are able to think rationally and therefore act willfully. And therefore we are responsible for our action. And then therefore we'll be accountable for our action. And like I said, understand that the situation we see around us today is the sum total of choices that people have made individually as a group or lack of you know making choices which is a choice so we need to we need to be to 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 be aware of that and we need to allow as christian the holy spirit to influence our choices the decision we make it makes me to remember the story when um moses sent 12 spies to the promised land and two of them made a choice they saw the same thing that everybody has saw but they made a choice to allow the word of god to influence the choice that they made he said yes we see we see we see the giant in the land but we also saw the fruit of the land but we are also aware of the promises of god and we can also remember how much God has been our deliverer, how much God has helped us and how much God has delivered us and how much God has helped us. We delivered us from Egypt, delivered us from the Red Sea, provided for us. And they allowed the word of God to influence and to inform their choices. And by doing that, they were able to reap the reward. All those 10 people that turned the whole nation against God, they all perished in the wilderness. Apart from that generation, only Joshua and Caleb were able to make it into the promised land. How, why? Because they allow their choices to be influenced by the word of God. And that is what God has called us to be. 
Let the word of God dwell in you richly, the Bible says. We must allow the word of God to dwell in us richly. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. As we allow the word of God to influence, to dwell within us, the Bible calls the word of God water. It can wash us. It can teach us. It can correct us. And we allow, as we allow that word of God to influence us, then we have the tools at our disposal to be able to make choices that will glorify God. Hallelujah. I think I'm going to stop there. I was thinking maybe I should start number six. I think we'll stop there. I know it's a little bit of a short one today, but let's stop there. And by the grace of God, we will move on to the sixth one next time by the grace of God. And that is talking about human's ability to choose between right and wrong. And you can immediately see how that is connected to number number five. Number five, we're talking about our free will to make rational choices. But now number six, we are going to talk about our ability to choose between right and wrong. And that will also be related to number seven, which is talking about the fact that God has given us a conscience. And all these three are totally related. And if you are listening to me today, you have a choice to make. Okay? You have a choice to make. Is Jesus Lord? Is Jesus like any other man and or any other religious leader that I've ever lived? I think and I know that you have all the evidences in front of you. Jesus is not like any other man because God became human. He died. He lived a sinless life. He died for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. He came so that he can save you. And he's done everything that needs to be done. The table is set, but you have to come. He cannot force you. You have to use your choice to come accept that you are a sinner. Invite him to be your savior. Invite him in and he will come and save you. Essentially, it will take the bad heart out of you, give you a good heart, and it will be your Lord. He will walk this walk with you. And when this is all over, you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. Do it today. Tomorrow may be too late. Do it right now. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.